0: A horse lost in the snowy mountains of Wyoming has little hope for the future. Or does he? Find out in this episode of Barn Stories.
1: Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prinz, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, A deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. There's so much to like about this story. For starters, it's a great example of the equestrian community pulling together to help a horse in need. Nowadays, there are many issues that divide horse people, but an animal in peril brings everyone together to try to help. And the way the heroine of our story steps up to take in a horse she knows virtually nothing about is truly heartwarming.
0: I like the way that the story highlights how horses and people can find each other outside of a sales situation. Maybe it's because I really, really don't like horse shopping. But any story about a horse and human who find each other through unconventional means really strikes a chord with me. And Regalo, the horse in this story, took a very unusual path to find
1: his home. There are many other ways this story is a standout, but we will let you discover them on your own. Let's listen to Pure Gold, written by Wendy Haas and read by Taylor Autumn.
2: The sky threatened snow on the early November night when the pickup with a horse trailer pulled up to our gate. Friends had called earlier, looking for a place to shelter a gelding they had just rescued from the high country. They'd found him just in the nick of time. Winter comes early and stays for a long time here in South Central Wyoming. We'd already had a few snowfalls in the preceding weeks, and the storm moving in that night would likely snow the high country shut for the winter. Any horse stranded up there would die before spring. The story of the gelding's rescue and journey to our door testifies the wonderful network of horse people who volunteer their help when animals are in need. Earlier that day, an elk hunter from Colorado had seen the horse running loose up near the Continental Divide and Medicine Bow National Forest. But the gelding was scared and would not let him close. The hunter then called on a couple who lived nearby to see if they might be able to help. After a series of phone calls, Greg, an experienced horseman, farrier, an all-around good guy, loaded up his seasoned cow horse and embarked on the three-hour drive up to the winding gravel road into the high country. Precious little daylight remained by the time Greg arrived in the area where the horse had last been seen. Fortunately, it only took a few minutes to capture the wayward animal. When Greg's cow horse whinnied, the little gelding came running, He allowed himself to be haltered and ponied back to the trailer. And now he was here. I was surprised to see what the flashlight revealed as Greg led the horse to the pen. He was a fine-boned, dappled palomino with flowing white mane and tail and high-set arching neck, obviously not a paint or quarter horse, the breeds of choice in this area. Nor did he look like any of the Missouri fox trotters or Tennessee walkers my husband and I have owned but he did appear to be gated. We settled him into the pen with plenty of fresh water and hay and headed home out of the worsening weather. Over the next few days, we notified the brand inspector, and I started searching for the horse's owner. I work for the Forest Service, and I remembered that an email about a lost Palomino had been circulating a few weeks earlier, so I assumed he'd be returned home quickly. Unfortunately, through a miscommunication among the office staff, the contact information had been deleted only days before the horse was found. I called other forest Service offices in the area, but none had reports of a missing Palomino, nor had the lost horse been reported to the local police or sheriff's office, the brand inspector or the local feed stores. I decided to try a found notice in newspapers in Cheyenne, Casper, and Rollins in the meantime. My husband and I began to get acquainted with the horse as we fed him and cleaned his pen every day. He seemed to float as he moved around, and as he picked up speed, he lifted his front legs really high. I had a feeling he might be a Peruvian Paso. He had a few small issues. He was a little underweight and had a small cut on his chest that was healing well. A white spot right on the top of his high withers likely indicated an ill-fitting saddle at some time in his past. In addition, he seemed to place his front feet a bit gingerly at times, but overall he seemed healthy. His mental state was a very different story. It's only natural you want what's best for your horse. Wholesome
0: blends from Tribute Superior Equine Nutrition combine specially selected whole seeds and vegetables with a premium level of balanced nutrition. Crafted using the safest manufacturing practices, Wholesome blends feeds are 100% soy-free with no added iron. For a buy three, get one free coupon, visit tributeequinutrition.com.
2: He became tense whenever we approached and would tremble or flinch when touched. When haltered, he would lead and tie obediently, but he remained wary and nervous. After a week or so, My newspaper ad brought results. A woman who had seen it thought the horse belonged to her relative in a Wyoming town about 200 miles away. She gave me his phone number, and when I reached him, he described perfectly the horse that was in my corral. The details were not clear to me, but apparently the little horse had gotten lost during an elk hunting trip. The man said he bought the gelding just a few months earlier for less than $1,000, And didn't think it would be worth the cost of coming to get him. I told him I would check to see if anyone in my area was interested in buying the horse and get back to him. Deep down, however, I knew the little horse wouldn't be returning to Wyoming. I notified everyone who'd been involved in the Palomino's rescue that he was for sale, hoping someone would want him. No takers. Some friends just weren't in a position to add another horse to their herd. And others were understandably unwilling to purchase a horse about which so little was known. He was no youngster. The owner said he was 12 years old, and it was possible he wasn't sound. So what to do with this nervous little gelding? It looked like his fate rested with my husband and me. Before deciding how much to offer the owner, we needed to know if the Palomino gelding was safe to ride. His tense demeanor when handled made us hesitant to try. We've become more breakable as we've entered our mid fifties and bronc riding is not one of our equestrian pursuits. Greg came to the rescue again and graciously agreed to try the horse in our round pen. He haltered him and led him around a little, stroked him, then draped the lead rope over his arm and went to put the saddle on. The gelding's feet stayed rooted in place but he crouched his hindquarters quarters so low that he almost sat down. It looked like he was bracing for something he thought was going to be very painful. The test ride was encouraging. If the horse was not sound, it wasn't obvious when he was ridden in the sandy pen. We'd investigate further on another day, but I wanted to know one more thing before committing to buying this horse. How would he get along with our mare and two geldings? Our horses have been visiting with the newcomer, over the corral fence for the past week and a half, so I assumed their formal introduction would not be too aggressive. I decided to turn the palomino out into the pasture. His initiation into the herd was astonishingly mild, and all were soon grazing peacefully. We knew we had to make an offer. We called the owner, and the deal was done. The owner would send the bill of sale once our check cleared. He'd also send the other papers that came with the horse when he had the chance. $500 is a lot for a middle-aged horse of questionable soundness. But our consciences were clear. We named him Regalo, Spanish for gift. It was a two-way exchange. We figured fate gave him the mountain rescue that led him to our home, and he would be a gift for us if he turned out to be a sound, sane trail horse. With winter setting in, it would be several months before we'd be able to try him out but his manner on the ground was steadily improving. Before long, he became quite curious and friendly and would walk up to us to be haltered, even out in the middle of the pasture. And our mare was absolutely smitten with her golden Don Juan. He did turn out to be Spanish, as we guessed. When his papers arrived, we learned that he is a registered Peruvian Paso with some pretty prestigious ancestors. We had our veterinarian come out to look Regalo over, and in his opinion, the palomino's feet showed signs of a previous laminitis episode. Judging by the hoof growth since, the veterinarian guessed that it happened around the time he was lost on the rocky slopes and ridges of the Sierra Madre. But we were delighted when the x-rays showed that there had been no coffin bone rotation. The alignment looked perfect. Perhaps being on that snowy mountain on short feed had actually helped him recover more quickly and fully from the laminitis. Still, we knew we'd always have to take precautions to prevent a reoccurrence, and the gelding would likely never be able to be turned out on green pastures. On a rare warm day in March, we took Regalo out for a short trial at a sandy, sagebrush site near town. He moved out smoothly and sure-footedly through the brush, a pleasure to ride. We still don't know how well he'll do on more arduous trails, but we sure like his beautiful, gliding gait, his regal good looks, and gentle nature. And whatever comes, we will never regret taking in this gift of a horse.
0: The Barn Stories podcast is made with you, the listener in mind, so we'd like to get to know you better. Visit equismagazine.com podcast to take our brief listener survey. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories Podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.